Gospels, open them up to Philippians 4.8. Hallelujah. I want to welcome all those watching online around the world right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm vibing right now. I'm vibing right now. Whew, every cell is vibing. Hallelujah. Glory. All right, here we go. You ready? Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate. Meditate on these things. Now go with me to Philippians, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I can feel people came hungry tonight. I mean, you, you don't break through like that. The, the atmosphere shifting like that. That means you guys came hungry. Let's put it this way. The majority of you came hungry, right? And usually, oh, come on, on a Saturday night, a Saturday night service, come on, right? If you came to a Saturday night service, you're hungry for more. I, that's why I love special services. Some people say, well, why are you doing that? You know, why are you doing a special service on a Saturday? Because there's something different about it. Do you feel that in the atmosphere? I mean, our Sunday services are good. Trust me, they are. But there's something different about a special service. Hallelujah. Proverbs 17, 22. It says, a merry heart does good, like medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bones. Tonight I want to talk about a topic that impacts every human being on the face of this earth. There is not one person in this place watching and listening online around the world right now that this message does not apply to. This topic is so important and it's so crucial that the enemy plays on it to wreak havoc in our life. I want to talk about this, the power of our emotions. The power of our emotions. Anybody in here, you feel like your emotions are out of control? Like, oh man, something, yeah, come on somebody, that's some honesty right there, I like it. Hallelujah. In particular, I want to talk about how our emotions, listen to me, affect our mental and physical health and how the enemy plays on them in our life. Our emotions, listen to this, if you're taking notes, get ready, I got some doozies for you, some, some revelation bombs here. Our emotions simply reflect the thoughts that you are given place to in your mind or in your soul. That's what the emotions are. It's a reflection. Say reflection. It's a reflection on the thoughts that you're giving place to or focusing on in your mind or in your soul. Now, if you desire to shift your emotions, say shift. If you desire to shift your emotions to positive, then you must shift your thought life to positive thoughts. Amen? That is what Philippians 4.8 is talking about right there. It's giving us guidelines. It's saying whatsoever is lovely. And it's, and it's like drawn like a fence line, right? It's drawn a fence line with all those things that it says. It says as long as you're focusing on things within this boundary, you're going to stay spiritually minded. Are you following me? Oh, I love teaching the word. Follow me here. God is giving us a key to the kingdom to use on this earth to get and remain in the spirit as Christians. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but we're not always in the spirit as Christians. You might be born again, but we can do a pretty good job looking like the devil sometime. Come on, somebody. And, and so we don't want to fall into that flesh or, or anything that would negatively affect us or that would open the door to the enemy. How many of you know we can open the door to the enemy? I'm not talking about the child of the devil. The door's open. In fact, they don't even have doors. Christians have the doors. And it's up to you and I to keep it closed. Come on, somebody. Now, the word emotions, oh, get ready. Here we go. The word emotions is defined as this, as a state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, 
or relationships with others. Now, what I want to pull out of that is this. I want you to notice that it is, emotions are a state of mind. Say state of mind. In other words, our emotions are based, you got to get this, are based on the perception of what's going on around us in our life. Say perception. Oh, see, our emotions, our emotions do not reflect truth, uh, but rather the perception of what we think is true. Oh, you didn't get it. Come on, somebody. Are you following me? Emotions do not tell us what's true. It's, it's, it's telling us what we think is true. Now, the problem is this. Our perception is based on what we are focusing on. Our focus can be wrong, and therefore our perception can be wrong. I'm talking about the power of our emotions tonight. We cannot trust our emotions as a guide through life or circumstances that we're going through. You can't do it. We are to trust God. We're, trust, we're supposed to trust His Word and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And many times our emotions are not jiving with them. Amen. Come on, somebody. So your emotions are based on your focus, which determines your perception. Let me say it one more time. Your emotions are based on your focus, which determines your perception of what you're going through. So your focus, listen to this. Let's tie it in now. Your focus might be on the facts in the natural realm instead of the truth from the Word of God. Which the Word of God is spiritual reality. The Word of God is spiritual reality. Now, spiritual reality in the Word of God says this, that by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Say were. I don't know. I mean... I never liked English in high school. But I did pick this thing up, that were is a past tense thing. That it's already been done. Come on, somebody. Amen? Stick with me here. The provision for your healing and deliverance is available. Now you must simply receive it. Now, if you had that focus, your perception of what you are going through would be from a heavenly perspective, right? And your emotions would reflect that. And, and so negative uh, emotions are based on limitations in the natural realm. Negative emotions are based on the limitations in this natural earthly realm. Amen. So because emotions are a state of mind, we are not to become slaves to them, to those emotions, and let them rule over us. We are supposed to rule over them. Now here's the problem. So if you got the wrong perception and you got negative emotions rolling through you, guess what it's affecting? Your physical body. Are you following me? You see where I'm going here with the power of the emotions? And because we have control of those over our emotions, no matter what is going on in our life, we can and are expected by God to control them. Again, emotions are a reflection of your focus. Show me someone who has out of control emotions, I'll show you someone that their focus is on the wrong thing. As a Christian, not again, I'm not even talking about the unbeliever here. Amen? When the Word of God tells us not to be anxious and not to fear, that means we have control over those emotions, does it not? Or else He wouldn't even require it. Okay? Even in the worst of situations in the natural realm, even receiving a negative report from the doctor. How many of you received a negative report from a doctor? Come on, right? We all have at times. We have the ability, listen to me, we have the ability to shift our negative emotions to positive, even in the midst of that. You've got to get your focus back on what God said. Get them off the facts in the natural and put them on the Word of God, which is spiritual reality. Amen? Now, so that shift from negative to positive in our emotions. Are you ready for this? The Holy Ghost said this. He said this. That shift from negative 
to positive emotions is the difference for many between life and death. Many have died, are buried six feet under right now because they have failed to do this. They have failed to make that shift. Shift must happen. (laughs) Now, So the shift from negative to positive emotions is the difference many times between life and death. Now listen to me. Here we go. Are you ready? Say, say go deeper. Here we go. Here we go. Listen. Emotions have an energy attached to them. Emotions have an energy attached to them. It's either negative energy or it's positive energy. Now, here's, you ready for this? Let me blow you away. Emotions are literally this. Energy in motion. E-motion. Energy in motion. Say motion. In fact, the, 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 the emotions are so powerful. You can feel them in a person when they walk in the room. Have you ever had that? Oh, come on, somebody. You, you'll either feel a, a heaviness from a person walking into a room, or you'll start to feel a lightness, there, there, a joy. Are you following me? Emotions have the ability to, uh, to shift the atmosphere in a place. Now, I used to work at a company in the past where there was an individual that, that he had a horrible anger problem. Horrible anger problem. And he had this controlling spirit about him. You following me now? People in that room, in that room, we could be having a great time, laughing, having fun. It's just a joyful atmosphere. We're getting our work done. It was a beautiful thing. And then all of a sudden, this individual would walk into the room and and the atmosphere would shift from a very uh, joyful atmosphere to a very dark, a very heavy atmosphere. There was like a demonic edge to it. Come on. The atmosphere shifted. Our emotions, listen to me, they either carry the energy of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. That's the energy I'm talking about. Are you following me? Because each kingdom lets off an energy. That's not new age. Come on, that's even scientific fact. Come on, you, you've seen these shows, right? On, on what a history channel or whatever, these haunted houses and they go in with this machine and all of a sudden this thing's registering a negative energy. That's, that's not a lie. That's for real, people. Uh, that is for real. Okay, so I, I don't know. You, you can just tell the difference. Have you ever been in a place where it's just pure evil and you can just feel it? A bar, a, you know, just, just whatever. You ever been to Vegas, anybody? My goodness, need I say any more? All right? Now listen to this. So emotions carry the energy or power of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. Now, emotions are conceived in the soul of a person. Emotions are spiritual. Say emotions are spiritual. How do we know that emotions are spiritual? Are you ready for this? Because God himself has emotions. And God is a spirit. Come on, he's a spirit being. The Holy Spirit has emotions. In fact, it says that we can even grieve the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? See, he can become angry. He can be joyful. He can be pleased. He can, there's em- so every being in the spirit realm has emotions. Therefore, emotions are a spiritual thing. So whatever you're allowing, what emotions you're allowing to come through, you're either giving place to the kingdom of darkness. Come on. Or the kingdom of God. Now, there is a very good reason why the, why the word of God deals with the topic of controlling our emotions and rejecting negative and destructive emotions. It's because emotions are directly linked to the health of our physical body and the quality of life on this earth. Oh my, listen. So, we know then that, that emotions... Our ener- it's energy in motion. There's, there's, there is some kind of an energy attached to whatever mo- emotion you have. Amen? When we block our emotions from flowing through us, listen to me, we end up storing those negative emotions in the cells of our physical body. 
Oh, y'all hearing me out there? Listen to me. We're going to go deeper. We all have bad days, right? Come on. We all have bad days. We all struggle at times with negative emotions at times, right? We're human. It's going to happen. We'd go through things. But the key is to let it out. Don't hold it in and move forward in life. The problem is many people hold on to it and they're not moving forward with life. They're holding it in and it's toxic to their physical body. Come on. And their mental health. Listen to this. Holding on to negative emotions is toxic to our mental and physical health. You know what we call that in deliverance ministry? Emotional constipation. (laughs) Yes, I said that. Some of y'all are bound up. You need a spiritual enema. Come on, somebody. Come on. You know, many are bound up with toxic emotions. Listen to me. Many times, many times, we don't acknowledge and deal with those toxic uh, feelings. We bypass them. You know, want to know how we do it? We disassociate ourselves from it, right? Uh, we fall into addictions. Come on, somebody. We fall into a perfectionism, uh, being critical of others. As you said, Marianne, uh, ignoring our own junk and being critical of others. Amen? Do you see the negative cycle this can cause in a person's life? Okay? I guarantee you, anybody who's fallen into an addiction or some kind of a bondage, there's unresolved emotional issues there. There just is. Amen? Now, go with me to Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14, verse 30. You getting anything out of this? Great. Hallelujah. Uh, 1430. Proverbs 1430. This is such a crucial topic. You know, the Holy Ghost, he said, you know, we could, we could have this healing service and just run through the, the cliche things of healing ministry. But, right? But... We need to go into the practical aspects here. This is the stuff that's opening people up to the enemy here. Amen. Proverbs 14.30. Listen to this. It says, a sound heart is life to the body. Hmm, There's the connection. But envy is rottenness to the bones. Now, So a sound heart is life to the body. Negative emotions, as I'm saying, will destroy your physical body. It will destroy the temple of the Holy Ghost. All right? Now, so, and here's the problem. The enemy knows this and he plays on it. The enemy knows you better than you know yourself. Listen, I'll throw this at you. The enemy knows the word more than we know. Amen. Come on. I mean, we're dealing with a spiritual being. You know, in a sense, we say, oh, the devil's stupid. Well, sure he is for what he did. Don't kid yourself. He knows more than we know. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to help us in this life. The Holy Spirit and revelation connected with the Word of God is what puts us over. The Holy Spirit shows us what the enemy's battle plan and, and, and how to come against it effectively. Amen. So listen to this. So a sound heart is life to the body. So then the definition of the word sound, are you ready for this? It means this, in good condition, here it is, not damaged, injured, or diseased. Isn't that interesting? The, the fact of the matter is there, there's a lot of Christians walking around with a lot of damage in their soul. When a person has a damaged heart, I'm not talking about the physical pump. I'm talking about the soul. I'm talking about the soul, the heart, the seed of affections. It will cause havoc in your physical body. The Word of God connects them very clear in 3 John 2. You ready for this? Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Notice it doesn't say be healed. Because the perfect will of God is for you to be in health. Come on, somebody. I pray that you may prosper and be in health. How? Even as your soul, your heart, your mind, your emotions prosper. Your soul is prospering when your emotions are healthy. If you are physically sick, there's symptoms in the body, isn't there? Right? 
If you, if you get an infirmity, you get a virus or something, there's going to be symptoms. The same is true in the soul. There's going to be symptoms. If your soul, if your heart is damaged or diseased or, or bruised, broken, there are symptoms that you're going to see in an individual. Amen? So with that being true, now you can see why the kingdom of darkness is constantly trying to invade your thought life and shift us into a negative mindset. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Okay? The thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. The way they do this is to try to influence your thought life. They're trying to get your focus on the negative because they know if they can shift your focus... They got those negative emotions. Now a door is open for them to come in. Come on, somebody. So they know if they can shift that, that it will directly affect the health of our physical body. Uh, But here's the thing. You ready for this? You and I have the final say over our emotions, not the enemy. Come on, listen to me. You are in control of your own spirit, soul, and body. You know that? Which means you are the one that controls your own health. You are the gatekeeper of your life. Someone just said, no, God is. No, he's not. Not unless you let him. No, you're the gatekeeper of your life. Amen? You allow things in or you kick them out. Now, so I, hey, listen to this. I went searching the internet on the connection between our emotions and our physical health. And I want to share with you some of the information I found. It's very interesting. Remember, so this is like, this, is, this isn't Christian saying this. This is the medical community, secular medical community that's starting to put these things together from, from things, you know, tests and whatever. Are you ready for this? And remember, true science always confirms the word of God. You know that, right? Okay, so here we go. I'm going to spew some things out that, that, that I read. Poor emotional health, unsaved people said. Poor emotional health weakens the body's immune system, which will open you up to sickness, disease, infections, viruses, etc. Now, again, that doesn't mean if you have one bad day that you're opening yourself up to it. No, I'm talking about a consistency of negative emotions that you're not dealing with or putting in check. Are you following me? Now, there has been a study I've seen in the past. I didn't put in here because I, 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 I forgot exactly what it said, but... What it basically said, if you go to, if you go to bed angry, that it it lowers your immune system for like eight hours. I mean, like it's weird, right? What does the Bible say? Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Deal with it before you go to bed. Amen. I'm telling you, the, the word of, science is finally catching up to the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, so here we go. So I'm going to throw some more at you here. Ready? The large intestine can be detrimentally affected by anxiety by manifesting ulcers, colitis, irritable bowel syndrome, etc. The organs most affected by negative emotional states are the heart, the liver, and the spleen. Say spleen. When's the last time you talked about the spleen or even thought about it? Listen to this. I looked it up because I'm a little rusty on my human anatomy with that. Listen. The spleen fights invading germs in the blood by infection fighting white by infection fighting white blood cells. It also controls the level of blood cells in the body. What's interesting is this. The word of God says that the life is in what? The blood. Come on. I'm trying to wake people up. Amen. So we see organs that are connected to purifying the blood are so important. The spleen, liver, kidneys. Amen. Now, here we go. Ready? Overwhelming grief and sadness can negatively affect the lungs, the liver, and the heart and may influence the functional relationship between these organs overwhelming grief and sadness. Now, let me say this. Grief and sadness, it's a normal thing, right? But how many of you know there is a demonic edge to it as well that keeps someone in bondage to it, right? 
I mean, e- even if you read in the Bible, when, when a, a family member passed away, even God gave someone a, sp- a specific period of time and said, you can grieve for this time, but you've got to start moving on for, with life then. Some people can't move on with life. That's the demonic edge. Are you following me? Listen to this. Grief and sadness induce heart and liver blood deficiency or a lack of blood in the heart and the liver and may also impact the uterus in women. All right? Listen to this. The emotion of anger, say anger, is stored in the liver and gallbladder, which contains bile for, for digestion, digestion problems will eventually manifest. Anger can cause headaches and hypertension, which can in turn affect the stomach, here's this thing again, and the spleen. That, that pesky spleen is, keeps popping up. <laughs> listen, listen. Some common areas where emotions are stored in the body include the neck. You ever have a stiff neck before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The neck, the shoulders, the back, the hips, and the stomach. (laughs) I know, I know. When I I was writing this, I'm like, I bet people are going to be out there just saying, that's me. That's me. I'm like, I know I'm going to hit a grand slam with this message today. Come on, somebody. Woo, listen to this. So listen to this. We're going to go deeper here. Fear causes your, I'm going to try to say it. Amy Amy Gadala. Amy Gadala. Okay, someone said it out there. Fear, it causes that organ in your brain to go to work. It alerts your, your nervous system, which sets your body's fear response into motion. Stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol are released. Blood pressure and heart rate increase. Now, you ready? Let's talk a little bit about cortisol. You ready? The symptoms of high cortisol, say high cortisol, <laughs> levels, are, are the, these are the symptoms of it. Rapid weight gain, a flushed round face, high blood pressure, osteoporosis, which is a bone disease, which bone density is decreased, your bones are getting eaten away, skin problems, muscle weakness, anxiety, depression, irritability, increased thirst, frequent urination, trouble sleeping, Decrease, for all you married people, decreased sex drive for all you married couples, and menstrual cycle irregularities for women. And I got to say this in this woke age, men cannot have periods. We got to get it on the, we got to get it in the message. Men cannot have periods, you woke person that's watching right now. Come on. Now, here we go. So listen. That's high levels of cortisol, okay? Listen to this. Now, let's talk about this. Low levels of cortisol. Listen to this. Low levels of cortisol can be caused by a dysfunction of the pituitary or adrenal gland, which is referred to as Addison's disease. It can have symptoms of, this is low level of, of uh, cortisol, symptoms of dizziness, Fatigue, weight loss, mood changes, muscle weakness, and darkening areas of the skin. All of those things are set in motion by the emotion of fear. Yep, he told us, don't fear. Listen, so I told, this is what I did. So I told you the symptoms of high cortisol and low cortisol to make the point of this. Are you ready? That too much or too li- little of a chemical in your body can have negative effects. Some of y'all are like, can the body just make up its mind? I mean, one or the other, right? The key is this, the Holy Ghost said. Balance. Say balance. Now, healing and wholeness are a balance of the proper chemicals uh, and function of the organs in the human body. There needs to be unity among all the systems in the body. 
If there's disunity in one system, it's going to be felt in another area. Dis, disease, disease. Say disease. It means dis-ease. Dis-ease. God created our physical body in a way that would constantly maintain balance. Our bodies are constantly trying to maintain a balance. Did you know that? Every system, every organ in our body, it's trying to maintain that. Our bodies are amazing, by the way. I mean, there can be, there can be a, a vein or something or an artery that gets blocked, and our body creates a go-around. Amen? And you're still questioning if God wants you healed? He made it with healing in it. But we got to cooperate with it. The body was created to be bent toward healing. Oh, my. That's just proof right there. Now, the enemy is always trying. Listen to me. The enemy is trying to always upset that balance in the physical body by trying to influence us to have the wrong focus and the wrong emotions. Joy and laughter are healthy for us, right? They're healthy. Uh, They're actually healthy for you. Do you know that, right? Laughter is like a medicine. I want to say it. Sometimes you got to watch a funny movie and laugh a little. Now, a clean one. I'm not going to promote any of them. But you got to laugh. Right? So, don't give place to the devil. Amen? <laughs> now, so anything that causes an imbalance in our emotions and physical body reveals that we were, listen, this is what the Holy Ghost said, that we were never created to carry that emotional burden. Anything that causes, because he created us with balance. In fact, you know we're supposed to live on this earth for eternity. Until Adam and Eve did their thing, right? So anything that brings a, a, an unbalance on the inside of us means this. We were never created to carry that emotion, that thing. Okay, that's why it opens us up to sickness, disease, and infirmities. It's out of God's divine order. Say divine order. So, like I said, God's desire is for us to be in health. Now, healing, thank God for it, it's a provision if we need it. The book of James says, is any sick among you? Oh, you didn't catch that. (laughs) Is any sick among you? In other words, I hope there's not. But if you are, here's a provision. Thank God for that. Think about that. But his perfect will is to stay in health and to have healthy emotions. Amen? Now, anxiety. Listen to what anxiety does. I'm going to give you a few more facts here. I see it went off really well, so we'll give a few more. Okay, listen to this. Anxiety depletes the body. Look, Listen to what anxiety depletes it of. Magnesium, zinc, calcium, and iron. I mean, you know, I'm not a doctor, but those are pretty important things, I think, for the body. Come on. See, we were never, again, we were never created to carry anxiety. That's why it messes us up so much. So... You know, I, I wanted to give you a, uh, just a big picture of different things here. Now, listen to this. The most delicate and complex organ in the body. What one do you think it is? The, the most delicate and complex organ. The brain. Listen to this. This, this is what they said online. This three-pound organ. <laughs> some of y'all chuckled at that. Huh? Wow. Some, I know some of y'all are thinking of someone right now you don't like and you're thinking, are they, is it three pounds, really? <laughs> Come on. We can laugh about that. Come on, right? No. <laughs> okay, I won't go there. The library situation. Is it three pounds? 
And people that want to put pornography in the children. And teen section. Come on, somebody. Is it three pounds? Say three pounds. Okay, thank you. Now, I'm, I'm going to move off of that soapbox here. So, it says, the three-pound organ is the seat of intelligence, the interpreter of the senses, the initiator of body movement, and the controller of behavior in the human body. The brain is the source. I like this phrase. This is good, cool to say. The brain is the source of all qualities that define our humanity. See, you are a spirit being with a soul, right? But your, your spirit and soul can't act through the glove of your body without it going through the brain first. Are you following me? Oh, my. All right. Now, we're moving right along. There are times when the brain literally, they, they worded it like this online. There's times when the brain literally walls off a memory from a traumatic, traumatic experience for its own good. In other words... If, if, if it didn't wall it off, it's brain overload. Have you ever been so busy with something or, or in such stress with something, you just all of a sudden just freezed up? You know what I'm saying, right? I have. I've been so busy on a job once where, where I'm just, okay, I, I had enough. I mean, you know, three hours of wall-to-wall stuff, I'm done. I'm just kind of sitting there in a daze. Like, James, what's going on? Really, yeah. Give me a minute. Are you following me? But it literally walls it off. I'm talking about traumatic experiences. Listen to this. The conscious part of our mind walls it off so you don't have to think about it or focus on it because it would be too painful to think about. And that's why, uh, why some have very large memory gaps in their life. In, in the emotional healing and deliverance ministry, I have people all the time uh, come in, in our meetings in those sessions and say, man, there's a time from age eight to, uh, you know, so, you know, 12, whatever, that I, I don't even remember anything because of a traumatic experience. They're walling it off. But here's what happens. Are you ready for this? That negative experience is still remembered and active in the subconscious part of the mind. Now, that is why certain things can emotionally trigger a person and they don't even know why. Are you following me? I'm going to talk more about the conscious and subconscious mind down the hill here, okay? I'm, I'm going to keep going. Listen to this about the brain, though. The hypothalamus in the brain is involved in the expression of our emotions. Say expression of our emotions. All right, it regulates many different fundamental things in a person. I want you to notice it's the part of the brain that's involved in the expression of the emotions through the physical body. Now listen, I'm going to follow me here. So the emotion that you have is spiritual. It begins in your soul, but then it comes out through a physical expression through your physical body. Are you following me? Husbands, wives, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, come on. <laughs> Laugh. It's, that was a joke. All right, all right. Oh, y'all are getting tired at 842 already? <laughs> My goodness. Listen, here we go. Listen. That physical expression is what affects your physical health. I said that physical expression is what affects your physical health. And that physical expression is what gives place to the devil in your life. Now, the physical expression, when we talk about physical expression of an emotion, that includes speaking negative words, speaking word curses, not walking in love. Are you following me? That is why the Word of God tells us to be angry and sin not. In other words, control your anger and the physical response of it. Are you following me? The physical response of it. Or it will cause problems in your life and in your physical health. Be angry and sin not. So it's possible then to have a negative emotion on the inside of you and for you to be able to stop it from causing you to sin. Now, 
You need to free yourself from that negative emotion. Your will must be, must be involved in that process. See, a deliverance minister can't do it for you. Are you following me? A deliverance minister can't do it for you. That's why we never, we, you know, if someone we notice or something maybe needs uh, emotional healing and deliverance, we might tell them it's available, but you will never see me chasing someone down. If their will's not in it, we're wasting our time. Are you following me? Never chase anybody down. Never do that. When you carry a negative emotion for so long, it becomes a stronghold in your soul. Say stronghold. I'm I'm literally almost done. Just hang with me here, all right? That is when demons get a foothold on the inside of your soul. Not your spirit. Holy Ghost lives in your spirit. They can get a, demons can get a foothold in your, in your soul, mind, will, and emotions, and your physical body, okay? And notice that your soul and your, your physical body are not born again. You've got to renew your soul, renew your mind, and your body sure not born again. Are you, you, did you figure that out yet? I found that out when pesky skin tags started popping up. Come on, no, listen. Uh... <laughs> Well, it fit. No, listen. So, listen. So that's when demons get a foothold on the inside of your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. That is when you not only need godly counseling, listen to me, but you need the anointing of the Holy Ghost and deliverance to set you free. It's a stronghold. Say stronghold. Now, stronghold means that you were unwilling to let go of that negative emotion and it's gotten to the point that there's demonic involvement in that thing, keeping you in bondage. Now, that emotional bondage has become, let's talk a little bit about the conscious and subconscious part. Listen, the emotional bondage has become such a part of your subconscious mind See, so our mind is split into two parts. There's the conscious and there's the subconscious. The the conscious part of your mind is what we are aware of. That's why it's the conscious mind. I'm conscious of it. I'm conscious my hand is right in front of me right now. Are you following me? That's the part that you are aware of and consciously thinking about. The subconscious part of our mind is how we act and operate without being conscious to it. Now, listen to me. Someone's getting it here. Listen to this. I like it. Listen. So here's what happened. The subconscious part of our mind is programmed by repetition. It's interesting how the word says, keep the word in front of you at all times. Say repetition. Because it's got to get deeper than your conscious mind. It's got to go in your subconscious so you start acting holy without even thinking about it. Come on, somebody. When the doctor gives you a bad report, you immediately go to the Word without even thinking about it. Come on. So the subconscious part of our mind is programmed by repetition. What happens with negative emotional strongholds is that we have, we have let, it, let it go for so long in our life that it actually became a part of who we are. Follow me. That is how a person, listen to me, that's how a person can become so bitter, so negative, without even realizing it, because it became programmed in the subconscious part of their mind. There was repetition. Say repetition. So when, a, when someone confronts that individual about their negativity, about their horrible attitude, they deny it and they're kind of shocked and they're kind of offended by it because they're doing it without even thinking about it. It's become who they are. And that's what emotional healing and deliverance ministry is. It's trying to take off that shell that's been building up all those years. That onion, peeling that onion away so we can get to the, the person that God created you to be. Are you following me? So it became so natural for them to, to go in that negative state of mind because it became a stronghold. To get out of that bondage, here's what you need to do, if that's you. To get out of that bondage, you need to go against the flow 
by your uh, consciously, you need to go against that negative flow consciously by becoming positive consciously, by reading the word consciously. Yes, stay awake while you're reading. And feeding on the word of God. Are you following me? And they need emotional healing and deliverance ministry too and godly accountability with someone they trust and respect. I know that's kind of hard in the, in the body of Christ today, right? I mean, I have people all the time say, gosh, I feel like I need deliverance, but I don't know who to trust. I, I've been burned before. I've been wounded. I'm, man, I've been burned so bad. Trust me, I understand it. I've been burned. If you got breath in your lungs, you've been burned by someone. I've been burned by pastors. Come on, somebody. The point that I really wanted to get across to you in this message is that we must do whatever it takes to control our emotions. Get control of yourself. Amen? And to be open to dealing with the negative emotions and circumstances that are opening the door to the enemy because your physical health, your quality of life, and your walk with God depends on it. This is serious stuff. This is life and death situations. Amen? There is power in your emotions, and you hold the key to your emotions. I promise. Look, it's the last one right here, y'all. It's all right. Then we're going to get to praying. Amen? But do whatever it takes to get back in that place of peace. Get ba- Some of you, it's been a long time. Get back to that place of peace. Get back to that place of joy. Get back to that place where God wants you to be. By applying the Word of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in every area of your life. Amen? So I'm believing tonight for miracles, for emotional healing and physical healing. When you come up for a prayer tonight, I'm telling you, there is an anointing in here. I'm telling you. Amen? So as you come up tonight, before you come up, right now, everybody close your eyes right now. Before you even come up for prayer tonight, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal areas that you need to repent for holding on to negative emotions. And where maybe you have given place to the enemy in your, in your, in your heart, in your life, with these negative emotions. And then you need to repent. The word repent simply means this, a mind change, a mind shift. It's a shifting of your focus. It's a shift. Say shift. So do that. I want you to, you know, take the time to repent and then ask for forgiveness. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for letting this go. I'm sorry for not dealing with it. I need you to set me free from this stronghold. And then I want you to come up for prayer with a clear conscience tonight. Deal with it right there. Come up with a clear conscience. Expect him to heal you and set you free in the mighty name of Jesus. And after you receive prayer tonight... I want you to maintain a positive attitude, a positive confession that you are healed. Amen? And you need to, so even now, even now, thank you, Lord. Keep your eyes closed right now. Listen to this. Whatever you came for tonight, maybe if you have something physically you need prayer for, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to use your imagination right now for godly purposes. Amen? God gave you an imagination to use for godly purposes. It's not evil. I want you to see whatever that infirmity is, and I want you to see yourself healed of it on the inside. You've got to see it on the inside. If, oh, come on, somebody. Now, maybe you have emotions, negative emotions. You have a heart that's broken, that's bruised, that's battered. I want you to just, I want you to just imagine a heart. See a heart that's broken and bruised. And I want you to see the anointing of the Holy Spirit like oil coming over that heart, over your emotions, and bringing healing and wholeness. I want, to, I want you to start seeing yourself joyful again. See yourself. Picture yourself laughing. Come on, somebody. See yourself with that peace of mind that you've been wanting for so long. This thing you've been carrying, it's been such a burden. You can let it go. Guess what? You're the gatekeeper. You're the gatekeeper. The Holy Ghost is saying, I can do this, but I need your will involved. I need your cooperation. He's asking you tonight, do you want to let go of this thing that's been plaguing you for years? Jesus provided the provision. Now, 
Maybe there's someone in here. You've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Do not leave this building without making Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Let's all stand up in this place. If you've never made him Lord of your life, I want you to come down. Prayer team, you can come on down. Maybe you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. You know, we sang that song, First Love Fire. You need to come back to your first love, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? In fact, you're so backslidden, you don't know if you took your last breath right now. You don't even know if you'd go to heaven. If that's you, that's too big of a gamble. That's too big of a... Man, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. If you need to rededicate your life, I want you to come down and pray with one of the prayer team members. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, listen, we need the Holy Spirit baptism. It's not a charismatic Pentecostal thing. It's a Bible thing, people. Jesus said you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. See, when you got born again, he, he came inside you, but he wants to come upon you for power. Amen? If you want to receive the Holy Ghost baptism and the evidence of speaking in tongues, come on forward. We're not ashamed of it here at Living Waters Chapel. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right, now here's what we're going to do. First of all, let me just say thank you everyone so much for coming. I hope you were blessed uh, by the praise and worship and the teaching of the Word. If, uh, if you don't need uh, he, prayer or anything like that and you're leaving, God bless you all. Come back to the next one. Amen. If you're looking for a home church, Living Waters Chapel, come check us out. Amen. We have a great time. The Holy Ghost is moving. But So God bless you all for coming. If you want prayer tonight, I want you to line up on that wall. Come right through that, and we're going to pray for you right on the stage one at a time. We're going to stay as long as possible. I know one, one service we were here for two hours and 18 minutes after the service. So it's, uh, it's good, though, right? We loved it. We love ministering to people, and there's powerful, powerful anointing flowing and, and praise reports. So um, if you want prayer, just line up, come right through, and we're going to pray for you here. And then the prayer team's going to be down here. So we're going through a car wash today. So we're going to pray for you. Then you're going to go down and let them pray. Then get out of here. Amen. All right. We love you all. God bless you. Thanks so much for coming. Hallelujah.